Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott. I'm a confidence coach and instigator of joy. I believe that we are all so much more powerful than we can possibly understand. My goal with these conversations is to introduce you to brave, vulnerable people who are finding and owning their awesome. My guests are leaning into what makes them unique and sharing that uniqueness with the world. I hope these conversations inspire you to break free from whatever is holding you back and to step into your own greatness. Hello and welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott. I'm a certified professional coach specializing in confidence and I help people embody their light and magic. Yes, we all are magical and we are all light. We are light. I help people remember that. I help them come back home to themselves. And I do work with a few clients one-on-one every year, every few months. And if you are interested in being one of those one-on-one clients, please reach out to me through my website, kelseyabbott.com. There you can also learn about my group program, The Up Level with Ease Sisterhood. But now, a little bit of a, like a mini rant, a love note, and then on to this amazing conversation. So this mini rant is about this idea that love is a barter system, that love is transactional. Let me explain. I received a compliment the other day. A friend of mine said, that my stroke was looking really strong in swimming. And I said, thank you. And I received it with a full heart. And as I pushed off on the next interval, because the great thing about conversations during swimming is they're always short because they're always, they always happen at the wall. And so sentences can take hours to complete. So as I'm pushing off, I felt the need to say something. I should return the compliment. I wanted to return the compliment. I wanted to say something amazing about her, not because I felt I had to, although maybe there was a little bit of that, but because I really truly believe that she's an amazing person. And I wanted to say something nice to her. She had given me a gift with her words. And I felt like I wanted to return the favor. And here's the thing. The underlying piece there is that love is a transaction. That when somebody gives us something, we also give them something. But guess what? We are here to give without limitations and we are here to receive without limitations. No limitations. We can receive all we want, all we can, as much as we can possibly fill ourselves up with. And we can give with that same intensity, that same amount. Giving and receiving are not, they're not braided together. They're different actions. It's energy. We give it and we receive it. We do not need to earn the right to receive. Are you hearing that? We do not need to earn the right to receive. We already have it. We were born with it. We were born worthy and we remain worthy. You don't have to earn it. We already have it. 
we are born ready to receive and ready to give. And I'm, I'm harping on the receiving part right now because everyone that's listening to this podcast is most likely just made of love and loves, all humans are made of love, but really, truly loves giving to others. But how well do you allow yourself to receive? How well do you allow to your, yourself to receive without feeling the need to give back right away? Do you allow your bucket to become overflowingly full or do you allow it to become just full enough that you can give? Check yourself on that. Now, a little bit about this conversation with the amazing Brianna Rose. She's a Kundalini business coach, the CEO of I Am Brianna Rose and the creator of the Light Leader Movement. She teaches women entrepreneurs how to build impactful online empires through energetic mastery, kundalini, and aligned business strategy. This chick is a sparkly ball of light. I loved this conversation with her. We had so much fun. I learned so much. And we recorded this ages ago, and I'm so excited to share it with you. So please enjoy it. You know, do your thing. Listen, absorb the information. Take it to the next level in your own thoughts, in your own conversations, and please give us a shout out on social media. I am at Kelsey Abbott CPC on Instagram. Brianna is at I am Brianna Rose. Let us know what you feel like. Please leave a review, subscribe to the podcast, all that wonderful stuff. I really, truly appreciate your support. Thank you. Go forth and be awesome. Welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My guest today is Brianna Rose. She's a Kundalini business coach. She is amazing. I love her. And let's just get into this. Welcome, Brianna. Yay! Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm going to call you Brianna Rose from, from now Do on. It. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 People might not even, let's just start with what's Kundalini because some people sure. don't know what it is yet. Oh, I love like the straightforwardness of this. Okay. So Kundalini, um, I think the quickest way to describe it is that it's a very weird form of yoga. Um, I don't think it's weird, of course, but when I first started practicing it, um, I was in corporate marketing, business building, and I was like, what the heck is this? Um, Kundalini is a very specific form of yoga and meditation. It's really like a science and a technology that you're downloading into your energy system. It consists of poses, postures, mantra, and breath work that you do together in a very specific sequence to receive a specific outcome. They are called Kriyas, and there are over eight thousand kriyas so there's literally like a kriya for everything i focus more in on like the success and prosperity and manifesting but there are kriyas for women's health for depression for anxiety um it really just like the manual for being a human you could practice these kriyas and alter your reality and your life in so many different ways and when you practice these kriyas, it's a physical art that you're doing because you're doing like the yogic postures and the mantras and the breath work. But what's happening is you're creating sacred geometry with your physical body as well as your energetic body, which allows you to intercept your aura and your energy system, rewire your subconscious and expand your electromagnetic field. So you're literally giving yourself like a hit to your vibration and raising your own vibration yourself. And I think that's really powerful because you don't need someone else to help you or heal you. You're healing yourself. So that's a little bit about Kundalini. <laughs> that, that was so much. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, okay. So I've, I've done like 
two Kriyas that you shared with me and I still want to do more. And I've done my other Kundalini experience was a New Year's, I don't remember New Year's Eve, New Year's Day Kundalini practice that involved like holding one arm up yes. for a very long time and chanting. And I forget what the other arm was doing. But like <laughs> basically you're sitting in weird positions or standing yes. in weird positions, right? There's a whole lot of like quote unquote weirdness to this, right? Yes. Yeah. And there's like, oh, there's a specific reason like why you're holding your hand up or why you're saying this mantra for 11 minutes. It's very specific. It's very structured. So it's almost, it can be perceived as very masculine because it's like very rigid on how you practice it, but it releases the Shakti. It releases the feminine energy, which allows you to receive. So it's almost like an endurance sport because sometimes you're holding these poses like I've been in like these crazy kundalini classes before I'm holding my arms up in the air for 62 minutes straight it's like you can't drop your hands you can't break eye contact with the person in front of you like it's it's a lot of like mental strength that I think it helps people as entrepreneurs and people just in general where it just gives you that extra edge up where it's like all right well if I can sit there and chant and hold my hands up for 62 minutes I can conquer anything in my life oh my god yeah (laughs) (laughs) makes you feel like a badass (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. What I mean, what happens if you drop your arms? I mean, you can for sure. It's not like, it's, but you want to really keep your arms up there. It's a, there, it's a whole, um, it, there's a lot of like science to Kundalini and what it's doing to the brain and how it's um, balancing the hemisphere of the, of the brain. It's also balancing your hormones, um, your, your glandular system. There's like a whole science to the process of the Kriya. So when you're, when you're being prescribed to like hold your hands up and chant the mantra, it's doing something to you mentally, energetically, and physically. So there's like a whole systematic approach as to like why you need to be doing those things. All right. So tell me mm-hmm. about your first Kundalini class. Yeah. Great question. How did, so how did that even happen? So, um, I was 23, I think 23 ish. Um, and I had just started exploring spirituality. I've always been clairvoyant my whole life, but I always kind of like prayed for it to stop because I was just scared of like having spiritual connections and seeing spirits. It was really intense for me. And then when I was 23 years old, I went through like a spiritual awakening. I found Gabby Bernstein. And I remember she was talking about Kundalini and how it helped her. And I was like, well, she seems kind of like normal. Like she seems cool. She's saying this is like, this helped her. Let me try it. And ended up being that where I was working, like the building next door had a yoga studio that taught Kundalini. So I was like, all right, whatever, I'm going to go try it. So I walked in and it was like the craziest experience of my life. Um, it was an hour and a half and I remember we like laid on our backs and we had to lift our legs up and down for like 45 minutes, like chanting. And I was just like, what the heck was this? And then they had like a gong playing. Um, And the whole entire time I was like, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? This is so weird. I've never done anything like this before. Why are my hands up like this? Why am I like, like I was just thinking so much, but my life changed in that class. As much as I was thinking and like questioning it, I remember the feeling that I had once I left that class and I just felt better. And I was like, all right, well, if that class can make me feel better, because I've been struggling with anxiety for my whole entire life. I was like, if I can walk in and do that and leave and feel this way, there's something to that. There's something to whatever the heck I just did, it works. And I think that that's kind of like the general consensus of Kundalini, where it's like, you're doing it and you don't know why you're doing it. And it kind of feels weird, but once it's done, you feel a lot better. So you're like, all right, something shifted, something happened. I can't put my finger on it just yet, but I want more. So that kind of just opened it up for me as much as it was like weird and not normal. Um, for me at that time, it just changed me. And I just wanted to do more of that that can make me feel happier and healthier. 
So if somebody were to ask you what Kundalini was at that point, it sounds like you would have been like, I don't know, but I liked it. Yes, exactly. And that's, I remember I went back to work and everyone was like, so what happened? I was like, I have no idea, but I feel a lot better. It was the weirdest thing I've ever done in my entire life, but I feel better. I don't know what happened. And I just remember that class so vividly because I remember just like doing all these different postures and not really knowing why, but I think part of it was just, I was going to, I just, and I always do this. I'm like, I'm going to show up. I'm going to do it to the fullest. I'm going to chant the mantras, see what's going to happen. Um, and something happened, something shifted. And I was kind of hooked from that day on. Okay. So then how did you, so at the time you're working in a corporate job. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> how, how did you make the shift? What made you make the shift? What's your story? Yeah. Okay. This is going to be good. Um, let's see. Short story is native New Yorker um, ingrained in me to hustle grinds, just, you know, be that like nine to nine type of person where it was just like, go, 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 go. That was just always in me. So, um, I have my degree in advertising, marketing, communications. I climbed the corporate ladder pretty quickly. I'm very passionate about marketing and business building. I've always been really successful at it. And I was at this pivotal moment in my life where I was about 23, 24-ish. I was the PR marketing director of the company. Um, you know, we were just killing it. Like we were just super successful. And I had all the success. Like I had all the things that you're like supposed to have, right? I had like the, the title, I had the salary, I had the, my dream car, all of my student loans were paid off. Like I just was, you know, living the life. But deep inside, I was so disconnected, out of alignment with myself, depressed, anxious, like all the things. And around that time, um, one of my close friends passed away. And I remember it was such a huge awakening for me because it just made me realize how life can just be gone in a second. And also um, made me feel like, all right, I don't know how much longer I could be here on the planet, right? We don't, we don't know. And if I'm this miserable at 23 years old, this is going to suck to continue to do this until I'm 65. Like this is not where I want to be. So I started having this spiritual awakening. I started accepting my gifts. Um, I wanted to explore my gifts because as I said earlier, I always saw spirits. So I was like, all right, well, she's passed away. I want to have like a deeper meaning to life. Okay, universe. I'm ready. Um, and so I probably shouldn't have said that, but like the whole spiritual awakening came in. Um, all of these like random teachers started showing up. The company I was working for, we decided to hire an acupuncturist and a Reiki master. So I went over and started talking to them and I started learning more about energy. And then I just realized there was like just this moment where I was like, I can stay here and stay safe and be comfortable and kind of like live this not phony life, but I was like, you know, it's such a superficial life because it was just about the title. It's just about the salary, but I wasn't feeling fulfilled. So um, I just made this, this leap to leave my position. Didn't have a, a career plan in place. Like didn't have a job I was going into, but just knew that I was meant to do something more. So I initially started my career, uh, my entrepreneurship career as a branding and design specialist. And I did that pretty much out of fear because I just knew that everyone needed branding and web design. So I always knew that there would be like money there. But in reality, I really wanted to coach. I really wanted to mentor. I really wanted to share Kundalini. I really wanted to do all this energy work. Um, but I was really scared because that wasn't like normal. Right. Like for me, like the web design was super normal. So as much as I was seeing all these like web design clients underneath the surface, I was spending all of my time researching quantum physics, traditional Chinese medicine, Kundalini, um, success codes, like all these yummy things. And I kept hearing this message over and over again. And it was like, 
shut down the design business and do the coaching business, shut down the design business, do the coaching business. And I kicked and screamed. I was like, no, 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 I can't do that. This is how I'm paying my bills. The universe, like, why would I do this? And every time, every time I closed my eyes, I saw myself not doing design, doing coaching. So last year, um, I finally said to myself into the universe, I was like, all right, I keep hearing this message over and over again. I'm going to close down the design business and open up Kundalini business coaching and see what happens. So I closed down my design business, opened up Kundalini business coaching. It was completely new. There still isn't anyone doing it. So it was like really scary because I didn't have anyone's like path to follow down. Um, went all in. I didn't even have a website, didn't have a funnel, didn't have an email list, just had my story, my tools, my message, and my Instagram profile, and just was sharing the work with people. First month in, I booked out my one-on-one -on -one roster, had my first 15K month. Um, and with my design business, I had only ever hit between like three to 5,000. So it was just like a huge moment for me where I was like, all right, all right, maybe I'm onto something here. Like maybe I'm being supported. And then from then on, like my business just exploded. I just finished off my first year in business. First year in business, we hit half a million dollars any advertising. It was just like this huge organic growth. And we just started year two and we're already um, set to hit and surpass over a million this year. So that's a little bit about my story and my, my Kundalini business coaching. So how, how do you combine Kundalini and business coaching? Yeah. Great question. So I focus in on the energy of the person. I don't believe in cookie cutter business building, which kind of goes against everything that I was originally taught where it was all about like the masculine, the structure and the strategy. Um, but I found is, you know, when we focus in on that, there comes a point where we all hustle, we all burn out, we all get really tired and then we don't have success. And then we seek the help of like energy and um, meditation. So I was like, I think we just got it backwards. So let's focus in on our energy first, alignment first and fix ourselves and rewire our subconscious so that way we can actually accept the level of success that we desire and then build accordingly. So when I'm helping my clients, I'm helping them figure out their and decode their own energetic blueprint. We're using traditional Chinese medicine, using the five elements of fire, water, earth, wood, and metal. We're using human design, understanding what is their energetic profile, how they should even be building their business. And anything that's off, anything that's imbalanced, we're using the Kriyas as medicine. So any limiting beliefs that are coming up to the surface, um, anything that they feel like is blocking them from becoming successful, you can actually use Kundalini to rewrite your destiny. So anything that is like in you that could be blocking you from becoming successful, we have a Kriya for it to prevent any of that from happening. And then we're taking action and then we're building the business and then we're creating the aligned offerings and the pricing and the business model and the funnels and all of those things. And, you know, it's like, how could you not be successful when you're in alignment with everything that you're creating? Like when everything is unique to you and catered to you, the business is going to be so successful and so impactful. So that's how we kind of blend it together inside of my business. I, I love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. And I, I think that it just gives us permission to be us um, because we're listening to ourselves first and we're listening and we're going within and we're making sure each part of everything that we're building and creating is in alignment first. And then we're taking action to make it happen. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I go through little blips. Confession. I go through little blips like authenticity being me is so important to me and I go through these little blips that usually last like one to two days mm. trying to do things the way I should do them it never works out well mm. never never mm -hmm. never and then I, it's like I hit a wall and oop right back to me okay yeah. and back to flow mm -hmm. 
So what you're doing. Yeah, I agree. We got it backwards. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's all it was. I'm like, we just started off like, cause I think there's safety and like the structure. Cause we like cling to that. Cause it's like, we can, we know what's to be expected. Whereas when we're releasing our energy and, you know, looking at all of our limiting beliefs and rewiring our subconscious, we don't know what's going to come up to the surface. So it can be a little scary, but once we heal all of that, it's like, you're so strong. And so in alignment with like your purpose and your mission here on the planet, you know, you're just, you're just a force to be reckoned with and your business is going to be so explosive because of that. Mm. Can you tell us a little bit about the Chinese medicine piece? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I'd love to share that. Um, so I loved just like esoteric teachings and old holistic medicine. And I think that it's super important to bring it up to the surface. So the way I see building business is making sure that business is holistic. We're not just focusing on the outcome. It's all aspects of you. Um, so we, what we're doing is you're learning how to diagnose your own energy using the five elements of fire, water, earth, wood, and metal. And really what that means is you're learning about your own natural rhythm to success. You're learning to see when you're imbalanced and when you're strong. Um, there's something in Chinese medicine called the Chinese medicine clock. So every four hours, the elements changes. So what I'm doing when I'm teaching my clients is let's figure out where you should be. What is your natural state of being? Where are you right now? Most 99% of the time we're imbalanced because we're humans. How do we get back to your natural state? We do that through the Kriyas. We do that through self-care practices, meditations, things of that nature. And we do that through your schedule. So using that Chinese medicine clock, we're figuring out when you should wake up, when you should go to sleep, when you should eat, when you should launch your business, when you should be on sales calls, um, when you should be writing your content. We can figure out everything according to your energetic structure. So that way you're actually working less, but you're earning more because you're working during the hours that are most effective for you and your business. So that allows you to come into a greater sense of alignment. Um, and it kind of just, again, it gives you that permission to just be you and be yourself and work within the hours that work best for you so that you're being highly effective during those times instead of working during the hours that are probably depleting you. But we feel like we have to work during them because it's like nine to five or whatever it might be. Um, it's really about giving yourself that permission to understand what works best for you and taking action on it and understanding. I truly believe that we all have our own natural rhythm and pattern to success. How do we just decode that? What's going to work best for you? How do we match your business according to your energy? Fields and we're doing all that through the Chinese medicine. You just simultaneously blew my mind and validated me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm here to do. <laughs> so okay. So can you explain actually like what the different elements are? Sure. Yeah. So we all have the five elements within us, but typically we have one or two that's more stronger. It's our dominant element. So when you think of fire. Fire is very warming and loving. Um, it's someone that is infectious, like that person, they light up the room and you're just naturally gravitated towards them. It's a fire person. Um, someone that is more water, they're very creative and relaxed. Um, they're probably that person that loves to write poetry or to paint. Um, they just really take everything in and they're very good and attached and any connection with their emotions. Someone that is wood is very like the typical like New York City hustler, like go, 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 work, 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 don't sleep, keep working, very strong and resilient. Um, someone that is metal is a perfectionist, like everything has to be so perfect and rigid and like on time for everything. And then the earth energy is like, you know, Mother Earth, very nurturing, loving, grounded, a little bit more slow pace, but very like warm and even toned. Mm -hmm. it, the 
that mother earth energy reminds me of a former client of mine that Mm. whenever she was in her, like her strength, I just always got this image of just her as mother earth, arms outstretched in her power. Mm, mm, yeah, it's, it's, that's like the vision that you're having. Like, that's what we all can have within ourselves. When we're living in alignment with what our natural elements is. Like we can bring all of that, like loving, strong force within all of the elements when we're living within our own energetic makeup. So how do we find out what our, uh, what our elements are? Is it by birth or is it by just like your descriptions and being like, oh, I'm more that one? Yeah, great question. Um, it's pretty in depth and thorough when you when you're thinking when you're trying to figure out what is your natural element. There's definitely quizzes out there that you can take to figure out your element. The thing is, um, when I work with my clients, I have them go through. I have like a quiz that I created myself for them, but I have them go through and take it as they were as a child and as they are right now, because typically like we're imbalanced right now and we really just need to be how we were as a child. So if you are going to go and take a quiz, maybe take it twice and go through as you used to be when you're like three years old, four years old, five years old, and how you are right now. And then, you know, figuring out how can you get back to what is your natural state of being. Um, when you're analyzing your elements, it's not just like your emotions. It's like your physical appearance. It's your um, cravings to food. It's how you're sleeping. It's your emotions. There's like so many different things that combine that can teach you about your elements. But I think just researching it a little bit more there's a lot of great books and resources out there to just give you some hints as to what what elements you might be (laughs) that's so cool and then there'd be when we're in a specific element that would be like the best time to create content or do a sales call is that what you were saying earlier yeah yeah so when i'm working with my clients um we're figuring out where they used to be like as a child where they are right now and then i have like a whole system in in place that helps them get back to their natural state of being and then depending on that we can depict and figure out what are the best times for them to be creative write their content go on sales calls launch their business like we can literally figure it out by the hour what is going to be the most effective for them which is really great because i think as most entrepreneurs we're always like all right when should i be launching what is the best time for me to be on sales calls you know we we want that we crave that and those answers are literally within us we just have to like figure out our own energy and then just build accordingly and once I made those shifts in my business like that's really what created that like explosive level of success was just saying fuck it to everything else everything that I've known gone with the end and then built the business according to how I know I needed to build it and then the business was just like like it just takes off right because you're just in alignment with yourself how could you go wrong so what did you find is your like ideal work time like do you Mm -hmm. work nine to nine right now no no um i definitely don't um i change it according to the season so a large part of chinese medicine is every season there's different elements so with the winter i'm working very different than i would in the summer so for right now um i pretty much wake up around 7 30 to 8 30 and take it easy until 11. I don't actually start client time until 11 o'clock and then I work with clients or sales calls from 11 a.m to 3 p.m and then I pretty much shut it down at 3 p.m because I know that I'm entering into like a weaker element for myself that's water time most Americans are very weak during water because that's like our yin that's our essence Um, and most of us are depleted so from 3 p.m to 7 p.m I take it easy and then if I do need to get some work done I'll do it later on at night but I feel really grateful 
um, because I also have a team now, which is really great. So it's not so much that I have to be doing all the things like how I used to be. Now I have specific people to handle all of the things. So I just get to live in my zone of genius, which has been really really, really good change inside my business and for myself. <laughs> and looking back to that time where you, when you were in corporate, do you yeah. find that, like, do you, can you recognize the time when you were like in your water element? Oh yeah. And trying to oh, yeah. still do all the things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually remember I used to, um, most people take their lunch at like, right, like between like 1130 and like 130. That's like a normal lunch time. I wouldn't take my lunch until 230 or three. Um, and then I would take my lunch and it would always be during the water time because I think must have known intuitively. Everyone thought I was crazy. They're like, just take lunch already. I'm like, no, I just, I can't right now. I just, I don't know. It doesn't feel right. I take my lunch at like three o'clock, which would only be like two hours, three hours before I was going to go home. Um, but I always felt like I needed that break. So I remember I would either go for a run at that time to clear my head. I'd meditate for a half an hour in the car. Um, but even back then, I think my body was just saying time to shut down, time to just come on, Brianna, just check out for a little bit and then you can get back to work and be in there for another two hours and you can finally go home. Mm. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And I think for anyone that's like listening, like just think about what your body naturally wants to do and listening to that. Because whenever I am helping like my clients and they're diagnosing their energy, it's always that aha moment where it's like, ah. I know I do get tired at that time or I notice I don't really want to work at that time or my body naturally wants to get up at this time or go to sleep at this time or, you know, there's always, our body's always telling us what it needs. We just oftentimes think too much with our heads and ignore that, right? Because like our, the ego is all up here, but you know, our body, there's no ego in the body. So the body can be really responsive and tell us what it actually means. Oh my God. Yes. And the body tells us, the body knows exactly what it needs. Totally. Totally. In terms of like health, wellness, but even business alignment, just intuitive prompts. So your body's always speaking to you. Mm-hmm. I know if I try and sit at my desk at like 9am, mm. oh, that's not, it's the only way <laughs> I can like get something done is by getting into that really forcey energy. Yuck. And I don't like it there. Mm. And I don't even know if anything, nothing really comes out of there. Yeah. Yeah, there's no. So thank you for that. (laughs) You're welcome. Do you feel better at 11 a.m. after between 11 a.m. to 3 Mm p.m.? That's like my prime work time. Yeah, that's fire time. You tend, you look like you have a lot of fire energy. So it makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so it makes sense. And according to my my acupuncturist, it has looked up like my birth time and Mm -hmm. stuff. And I am fire. I can't remember. I don't think I'm double fire. You probably I'm have some wood thing too. Yeah, I think I do have wood. You look like a wood person. <laughs> so wait, so what does that mean? So you could tell someone's element by the way they look, um, you know, physically as well as like their birth time and things of that nature. But typically people that are wood, they're very determined. And I know that you have like an extremely like well-developed work ethic and physical like strength. Um, and typically people that are wood are very tall, lean, and slender as well. So is that kind of in alignment with Ayurvedic? Very similar. So um, traditional Chinese medicine was actually adapted from Ayurveda. Okay. So there's a lot of similarities between them. So um, the way I see it is, you know, Pitta is 
fire. Mm -hmm. Um, Vata is more of like the metal and wood. And then um, Kapha is the earth energy. So we have a little bit, and and water is in in, in Kapha and Pitta too. But that's how I kind of relate it when I'm thinking about Ayurveda, it's Chinese medicine. Yeah, I've always thought wind with Vata. Yeah, yes. Yep. Great. Air and space and floating around. I have a lot of that. (laughs) A lot of creators do. A lot of flowing. I've been called a free spirit quite a lot. (laughs) We're the best. (laughs) Um, So human design, can we geek out on that, please? Yes, please. Because thanks to you, I've gone deeper down the rabbit hole. Yes! Oh gosh, it's so hard with human design to like not stop. You know what I mean? Like there's just so much information. Um, it's a re- for anyone that's listening, it's a really big rabbit hole to dive down. <laughs> I'm, I'm still, I'm probably like not even a third of the way down it. I know. Me either. I feel like I'm like, always just like a little piece in and then it's like, I feel like I, I know stuff and then there's just so much more to learn. So there's so much more. I still don't even understand all the gates and all the numbers. Same, same. I know my stuff, but like, I haven't branched out to learn. Like there's just a lot of information. Yeah. (laughs) I like other people who know their stuff. I like, I get an explanation from them. So I Mm kind of like have a picture of that, Mm -hmm. but everything I found about me. Yep. It's true. It's all, it resonates so strongly. It's kind of freaky. Like I remember yeah. when I first read it, I was like, oh, "How did I know me?" <laughs> I know. The first thing that really resonated for me was I think I. Oh, maybe. Um, well, I'm going to finish this sentence and then we'll explain what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the first thing that really resonated for me is it's like a manifesting generator is a warrior Buddha, and I was yes. like, "Oh, yes. Why that's me? <laughs> Why thank you." Yeah. We can be in either side, the warrior side or the Buddha side. Yeah, totally. Which has been a side of me that, side of me, that is me, but it's often confused people. Yeah. And I I notice that a lot with manifesting generators where they can, they almost feel like a little bipolar in a sense, because it's like, you're either like one way or the other way, but I'm like, no, that's just who you are. You're either all in or you're all out. Like you, you guys like need to embrace the, the yin and the yang, the, the black yeah. and the white, because that's just like who you are. You're either one way or not. And mm-hmm. I think that's really beautiful to have that. Yeah. So, okay. How would you describe human design? How do we define Oof. this? Um, <sighs> I like to say it's almost like, like someone that has never heard of it before. And they're like, what is human design? I'm like, it's kind of like astrology on steroids. Like there's just a lot of different pieces to it that allow you to understand what is your own natural rhythm and makeup to living life. It's kind of like the manual for your being and understanding how you receive energy, how you take action, how you live life, how you become successful, how you communicate, how you digest. Like it literally gives you like this very in-depth manual to just like being a human in your body. Mm -hmm. And this guy, I think that's a great description. (laughs) I just like downloaded it in the 70s and that's a lot. Yeah. Like, I don't know. My downloads are usually a lot simpler than that. 
same, same. <laughs> and when I first heard that there's always, as much as I am super spiritual, I always like question it a little bit. And I'm like, mm, some guy downloaded this. What? Yeah. Even though like I channel myself, you know, there's always this piece of me that's like, be careful. Um, but when I dove all in and read it, I was like, no, this shit's legit. Like this makes so much sense. And so it's like, not only did it make sense for me, like any other person's chart that I've read or they pulled it up, like you're saying it makes sense for everyone that's read it. So yeah. there's obviously a lot of truth there. Um, when you start learning about it and receiving it, like he definitely was dialed into something that gave him this like beautiful knowledge to share with us. Yeah. And I can't imagine how long it all took to no. <laughs> get that down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, there's so, all right. So there's so much to it. How should we start? And, and, and learning about it is like coming home. Cause it is this yes. like, yes, yes, that's me. That's always been me. People haven't understood that about me and mm-hmm. all is validation. Totally. Um, what I typically say, and I don't know if you'll go against this, but I, I normally say to people, it's just a really great way to understand how we are broken up as archetypes as humans like we all are made up of archetypes we all are more similar than we think and we're made up of these five different archetypes which are um, reflector projector manifester generator and then manifesting generator and then within those archetypes are all different gates and patterns and you know that really make you you but we all are broken up into these five different archetypes that kind of link us together like we all like when you think about each one of those archetypes they all feed each other like it creates this like really beautiful cycle of humankind and how we can all really work together Mm. I love that description the one piece that I would add to it is that it it also like it reminds us that we are all different yes like we have different styles for me learning that I was a passive manifester Mm. it's like I mean there are so many people in the personal development state that love to say like this is how you have to do it this is how you manifest and seeing my arrow pointed to the right (laughs) it's like that's why it doesn't work yeah it always whenever I try to like get really specific about something I feel totally out of flow, awkward, like forcey, jumbly. It's like I like just disconnected the phone from the universe. Mm. Like I mm. got hung up on. Yep. Yeah. No, I totally resonate with that. And for me, I'm on the opposite. I'm like a direct specific manifester. So for me, like that works. I'm getting super specific on it. So I think what you're saying is super important to bring up is that it just allows us again, it's very similar to Chinese medicine where it just like allows you to understand how you need to be, how you can flow with energy, how you can receive energy, how you can take action, how that can be very different than anyone in your family, anyone in your personal life. Like it doesn't mean just because your mom was like that, your dad was like that, that you're going to be like that. We all are so different. Even if you do have the same archetype within each archetype, there's so many different patterns and pathways and, you know, different parts that you can have. Like literally no one is the same. So how we take on life is going to be very different than our siblings and our loved ones, our family members, our, any relationship that we might have. Um, we all are just super unique. And I think that that's the beauty about human design is it allows you to embrace that uniqueness and say, this is why I'm this way. And this is what I need to do to take action. This is what I need to do to be successful. This is what I need to do to be healthy. This is what I need to do to be happy. And it's going to be very different than my best friend, my boyfriend, my, my, this person, my, that person. And just kind of understanding that is just so validating, I think. Yeah. 
And as a projector, you're supposed to like I know. work two hours, rest two hours. Yeah, it's crazy. And you were in corporate for a while. Like, yes. How did you handle that? It goes against that? it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, so for anyone that's a projector listening, um, you know, we're built, we're, we're, it's a generator world because generators make up 70% of the population. So the biggest thing that I've noticed when I'm building businesses, whether it's for myself or for my clients is saying, effort to the cookie cutter business building and really just owning who you are and understanding what is going to work best for you. So for me, learning that I really shouldn't be working um, 10 hours, eight hours, 12 hours a day was kind of mind blowing because it's like, well, that's what we're taught to be successful. We have to work all the time. This doesn't make any sense. But the second I threw that away and really focused in on what was going to be best for my energy and I was going to create a business according to that, again, that's how my business was explosive. You know what I mean? It's like the second you surrender and tune in and allow yourself to act the way that's supposed to act, to allow your energy to flow the way it's supposed to flow, your success, whether it's, you know, in your career or in your business is just going to take off. And, you know, I have so much more energy now because I was trying to be like a generator because that's just what, you know, the world is kind of consisted of and is, is made up of. So, for anyone that's listening, I think, understand, go figure out who you are. Go, you go to, what is it, Jovian Archive or Mind Body Graph? Is that the other one? My, my, body? my body Graph. My Body Graph. See where you are and then just kind of just take it as it is. Let it settle in. It might be a little crazy to see how accurate it is. Um, but each one of us, like especially when I'm building businesses, I'm helping someone that's a generator build their business very different than a reflector or a manifester or a projector. Like the business model has to adapt according to your own energy energetic flow. Otherwise you're going to be fighting against yourself and you're going to burn out and you might be successful, but it's never going to be the level of success that you could really reach. Yes. Yeah. And there are going to be different things that you need to feel like fuel your success. Totally. Totally. And even the way like the, we, maybe we're going a little bit of a side tangent here, but even the way that you handle the energy on the sales calls. So for me, when someone's like applying to work with me, I want to know, are you a manifester? Are you a reflector? Are you a projector? Because they're going to be so different on that sales call than someone that's like a generator or a manifesting generator. And how do they, how do you handle sales? Like as a manifesting generator, you need to be really waiting 24 hours before you give me a response. If you're going to join my program. So me as a coach, I need to know that. So that way I'm not like, yes, we need to let, you need to tell me right now. Like I don't have that approach on the sales call because I know that person needs their time to go within for 24 hours and get back to me. So I think it's just really important to understand your own energetic makeup and then the other people that you're working with or potentially working with, what are their energetic makeup? So that way you can like really be in flow with them and make a better unison for both of you and your clients. So do you ask on your application what people's human design type is? Yeah, of course I do. I it love so it. Much. And I might add that question. Go for it. It helps <laughs> so much because it just, it allows you to understand that person so much more than hi, I'm Brianna and I want to build a business and blah, blah. Like I want to know you and your energy before we hop on the sales call. So that way I know how to hold myself. I know how to create a really powerful container for both of us to really dive and explore and make sure we're a good fit for working together first. Yes. And I, as a manifesting generator, we're Mm -hmm. here to play. Yeah. That's our, our, like our job. Yeah. Which again, so much validation for me because like I thrive on play Mm. and I've had, generators say to me like, no, you got to choose one thing. You got to work, 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 work. (laughs) You're like, no, (laughs) no, I got to play, 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 play. Yeah. And all of my work has to feel like play Mm -hmm. for it to be good. 
Like that's when I do my best work. Yep. Yep. And I think that that's like so important because now that you know that you're going to build your business very differently, right? You're going to ask yourself, am I playing? Am I having fun? Yes. Yes. Or nope, I'm not. And if you're not, then get out of there. Right. Like, so understanding what is your response to success, right? Like, how are you responding to it? How does it make you feel? Um, just having that awareness, I think is so important. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Just to, yeah, to be able to, it's a faster way for me now that I have this knowledge to just be like, nope. Mm -hmm. Instead of like, eh, I feel like I should. Okay. I don't want to do what I should. I want to do what I want. And like, but this is the right thing, but it's, doesn't feel good, but like, you know, I can spend days in that space. Totally. And like, that's not good for you. Right. Cause then you're like wasting energy and trying to figure out what to do. Um, but now, you know, like what's the quickest way to come into alignment, right? Am I a hell yes or am I a hell no? I'm a hell yes. Let me go forward with it. If I'm a hell no, then goodbye. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you could get your answer within 24 hours now, instead of waiting and thinking about it, like we all have these different response rates to questions and, um, what our next steps are in action. And once we know what that response rate is or how that feels in our body, we're going to take action a hell of a lot quicker and not waste any time or energy. Yes. Anytime we really get in tune with our own gifts and the way our own body is talking to us or any of that. Oh, it's it it, to be able to hear it, recognize it and be like, that's what that is. Mm. That is such a gift. Such a gift. And I think sometimes we forget that we forget how powerful that is to not have to give our power away to someone else and ask for something like sometimes like we just just growing up right you're so used to like asking your parents or asking for someone else's approval when in reality it's like you can get your answers almost instantly just by having this awareness of yourself and how you respond yes and for me I know anytime I start like really seeking seeking isn't the right word but like really looking outside me for the answer it's like whoa yeah back up turning yep. <laughs> No, the answer is right here. Yeah, but how powerful is that? Because I, I know for me, I, I wouldn't say wasted, but I would spend a lot of time like searching for the answer outside of myself. Like someone just tell me what to do. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Um, and now it's like that. I'm human, so it still happens every once in a while, of course. But those answers can come a lot quicker, and everything gets to everything's just accelerated now. There's no more just like hanging around waiting. It's just action, 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 and not from that hustle place. It's from that aligned place of just like doing and creating and being. Yeah. How did you make that shift from being in hustle to mm. being aligned? We kind of get through that. Yeah. Um, good question. I think for me, I always, this is, this is my joke. I always say the universe makes my lessons really big where like, I can't ignore them. You know, it's like, it'll try. And then I'm like ignoring and ignoring. So for me, it was like the point of being completely burnt out, disconnected, anxiety ridden. Like there was just like, like, like my whole body felt like it just could not take anymore that I had to, I had to listen. There was like no other choice. Um, and for me, it was either let's, I could either continue where I am right now being completely miserable, unaligned and not having success in my life, but still feeling like I needed to do this and like, listen to what other people wanted me to do, or I could do what I know is right. Listen to myself and create something really beautiful. That's aligned with me and take a chance on that and see if it's going to work. And once I took a chance on that, you know, you know, the story, right. Everything just kind of evolved and took off. Um, but I had to get to that place of just like complete, like 
burnout and just stress. And there was like this pivotal moment that I remember I was sitting at our kitchen table in our apartment and I was just like crying at the kitchen table to my fiance. And I was like, I can't, do it anymore. Like I'm not making enough money. Like this is like, I just was like in that moment of just what the F do I do? Like, do I go get a full-time job? Like, do I give up on all this? And I remember he was like, keep going. You know what you need to do. You need to listen to yourself. And he just like, he's so loving. And he just like walked out the door. And like, that was the day where I was like, all right, I'm shutting down the design business. I'm aligning with myself. I'm creating Kundalini business coaching. I'm hiring a mentor. I'm getting help. I'm going to allow myself to be supported. I'm going to align first and make sure everything that I do is like a hell yes and see what happens and do this. I told myself, I'm like, I'm going to do this for three months. I'm going to try it this way for three months and I could do anything for three months. I could royally fuck it up or this could be the most beautiful thing that ever happened to me. Gave myself the three months and you know, three months, everything like exploded the most powerful way possible. So I just kept going with that, but it had to have, I had to have like that, that total breakdown first in order to really listen and realign. Yeah. Sometimes that's what we need. Yeah. 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 The universe is like, you're not listening here. Here's what's going to (laughs) happen. I try again. Like I try to listen, I try really hard to listen. Sometimes I just don't get it. Yeah. And you know, it still happens to me too. I mean, I think we're all humans. It's not like all of a sudden you're enlightened and you're like, you know, a goddess or whatever, Mm -hmm. and like ascended master and these things that happen to you. I think just the rebound time is a lot quicker. Yes. Yes. It's actually, I was telling you at unfair advantage, I think about Mm -hmm. my realization uh, earlier this winter about, you know, side note, living in Florida, I am seriously having trouble remembering what month it is. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so anyway, I had this realization. There was this thing that I had committed to and I just kept having this feeling of, I want to go home. I want to go home. I wasn't, I was home. Mm. It was in my house. I was like out for a bike ride. I was, I felt comfortable on my bike. I was like, what is this? I want to go home. And then I was like, it's not an alignment. I want to be in alignment. Mm. Oh my God. And it was, I've heard, I had heard that same message before this, like the five-year-old version of me being like, I want to go home. Like she's really <laughs> upset. And I'm like, I want to help you little girl. Mm-hmm. What do you want? Oh, you just want to be in alignment. Yes. Oh. So powerful. When you told me that, I was like, that's incredible that you have that like, identifier now you have that internal barometer of like all right when I'm out of alignment I'm gonna hear that voice my inner child's gonna tell me you're I want to go home which means I need to come back to myself yeah I'm so grateful for it it probably took 10 years of me getting that <laughs> and like finally figuring out what but it was hey now you have it, got it <laughs> now now. You know. I'm super grateful for it now before I was just like what's wrong with me <laughs> like a child having a temper tantrum in my somewhere in me we'll keep that quiet no I think sometimes you know being spiritual we always have those moments of am I crazy like (laughs) why am I hearing this but um no I think that's completely normal and like now you know that's your identifier of I'm out of balance I'm out of alignment time to go home time to sit down on that meditation pillow and close my eyes and figure out what the hell is out of place yeah so good and yeah and I think there definitely are those moments of like what do I share with people (laughs) what parts do I say out loud 
Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important to have people like you in my life that I'm like, oh, I can tell you all my crazy. Yes. <laughs> you'll, you'll know it. You'll love it. You'll accept it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I think that that's super important. And, you know, I think that's part of why I do the work that I do, because I remember what it was like when it was just me, it just unraveling spiritually and not having that space or like that sisterhood to tell people what I was going through. Um, you know, it could be super isolating, a spiritual awakening. It could be super isolating building your business when everyone around you works nine to five. Um, and I think it's really important for us, you know, to create those sacred communities within our businesses or in the online world or like this podcast where people can feel really comfortable expressing themselves and know that they're not actually alone. I think that's huge. Yeah. And I think to add to that too, there's also the piece like, you know, so many of my closest friendships right now, like we're not physically in the same place that frequently. Yeah. Mostly like over video calls and online through social media and all that. And there are other people out there who will say like, no, you got to get in person with people. And it's okay if your people aren't there. Yeah. Your your people exist. Mm Mm-hmm. You can find your tribe and like be in their energy and allow yourself to be supported by them and, and support them. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. I think some of my favorite people are people that I've like never really even met sometimes like in person. I've only met them like once in person, but then you get to have these like really beautiful, like this, like you get to have these like really beautiful conversations with people that are in different States and I think, or countries. And I think that's the, the beautiful thing about the online world is that it creates this global village where there's someone out there for you, whether it's love or friends or like there's millions and billions of people out in the online world. Like there's someone for you to connect with that will be exactly where you are. That will be going through the exact thing that you're going through. And like, you're always going to be supported as long as you allow yourself to receive that support and be open to it. Yes. Yes. Should be this there. Cause that was just a, Yeah. Yeah. Let's wrap this baby up. How can people connect with you? <laughs> I think um, the best way for people to connect with me is on Instagram at I am Brianna Rose. I am. People always just do I am. Um, but that's like my my favorite space to be on is Instagram. And then from there, you can find my website and all my my yummy Kundalini tools and fun stuff. But I love Instagram. That's like my my internet home. Mm. And your Instagram is beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I try. And you're help. beautiful. I love. You thank so you. Much. I love you. <laughs> Thanks for creating this magic with me. Oh, thank you. This is so special, and I really appreciate you having me on and connecting with your community. This has been amazing. Yes. Thank you. You rock. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to continue the conversation, please head over to Facebook and join the group. Find your awesome with Kelsey Abbott. It's free. And if you want more than that. Go to my website, kelseyabbott.com, and there you can sign up for my newsletter and get a series of free guided meditations. And I would really appreciate it if you could head over to the podcast app and leave a review of the Find Your Awesome podcast. Your reviews help other people learn about this podcast. Thank you so much. That's all I've got for you, friends. Go forth and be awesome. Awesome.